Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I am one of your co-hosts, Carrie Borkowski, and I am bringing you this episode. It's actually a um, a revisiting of an old episode from a couple of summers ago, um, and I've come to you today with a both grateful and heavy heart. Um, I received a text yesterday. Um, from a really good friend with heartbreaking news that a former classmate and new friend of mine um, and ours, really, Erica Alexander Bleck, um, had passed away. She died on September 22nd of this year in New York. And I sat in my car taking in this news and just feeling the loss. I had only met Erica in our five coaching classes together, but as does happen in these coaching classes and experiences, I felt a really strong connection. Um, And if I could be so bold as to say, I felt like we were kindred spirits in a lot of ways. I only met her virtually, never had the, you know, great opportunity to meet her in person. And yet I could almost feel, definitely see the joy and a light that was was in her and through her. It was visible in her smile. It was audible in her voice. And it was demonstrable in the kindness and the actions that she shared and, and in the ways in which she engaged with our class and in our dyads and our small groups. In very Erica fashion, she shared enough about her health and her well-being that I knew It was serious. I also knew and sensed, again, not knowing Erica super well, that it was a private matter. And so we left it as such. And in in a very coach-like way, we followed the breadcrumbs. And when things came up, we explored as much as she wanted to. She was mostly focused um, on and had her energy, you know, pinpoint precision on her daughter. She shared stories of her daughter, of her family, and her friends. Clearly very, very important to Erica. She shared her passion for coaching and mentoring young people. We laughed about our pre-class impressions of this thing called coaching that now we both were so passionate about. And as I sat in my car, I remembered that I had interviewed her as part of the Summer of Coaching series. I had decided to do that the summer between, or really during my early classes. I was so interested and so loving being around this new group of friends. And in fact, Erica Erica and I, and you'll hear in the podcast, we sort of joked that we both had come into the classes believing that, you know, we kind of had all the friends we were going to have in a lifetime. And to both of our surprises, we, we made new friends in this space. So when I realized I had this recording, I was so excited and grateful. This morning, I listened again to our conversation. I could again hear her kindness. I could imagine her smile and see her kind face. I just want to say that I feel so honored and grateful and actually just really lucky to have spent even just that little bit of time with this beautiful human being. I want to thank Erica's daughter, Olivia, and her husband, Jeffrey, for supporting Erica in her coaching journey and really sharing Erica and her beautiful spirit with the entire coaching community. The time and the conversations I had with Erica really are a gift that I'm holding on to even more tightly now as she has has left us. And as I was listening to the podcast and asking Erica all about her coaching philosophy and her experiences, something that we talked about quite a bit was how you know, she really wished she had had a coach when she was a kid and and felt very motivated to be a coach to, as she said, make a difference in others' lives. And she also said that she loved and understood the power of our powerful questions. And yet she also recognized 
um, really innately and intuitively that the connection was so, so important. She said, more than asking the perfect question, the exact question that someone needed was to be connected to that person, to, to have someone's back. And so I just think that is so telling of who she was as a human being, who I imagine she was as a mom and wife, and who she definitely was as a coach. So I just want to share again and say, Coach Erica, thank you for your joyful spirit, your kind and gentle brilliance, your engaging and thoughtful questions, and bringing your love of life to our community. Your impact on me and our coaching community will be long lasting. And it's certainly true that the connections you built were critical and are felt, and we will miss you always. Um, You did make a difference in others' lives with your coaching, even in this short time. So Erica, please know that you did and that you're still doing that even as you have left this earth. So I bring you this replaying of this wonderful interview that I had with our dear friend, Erica Alexander. And I just, I just send heartfelt love and peace to her friends and family who I can only imagine how difficult this time is. And again, I'm just so grateful for our coaching community I'm also grateful that our coaching community brought me a relationship with this lovely person, Erica, and I will always cherish the little bit of time that we had together. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. It is the summer of coaching edition of things. We usually take a break in the summer. We are in between seasons two and three, doing some prep work, identifying guests for the fall. But we thought because I was taking some coaching classes with so many wonderful people, including the person I'm looking at on Zoom right now, Erica Alexander. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Of course. Yeah. So we've been, this is our third coaching class together. My, how quickly it flies, Erica. (laughs) How exciting it's been. It is. It has been exciting. And really you and your peers and the content kind of inspired me. And I was like, you know what? It would be super fun to do a few episodes this summer to just get to know my new friends and my new community a little bit more. So I'm just, and sure enough, Erica, you and a bunch of people said, yes, we would come on. So what a gift. Thank you. Thank you for asking. This is <laughs> of, of course. So just as a little introduction, Erica is a mom, a wife, a writer, a graphic designer. I didn't know that, Erica. I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, lives in Long Island, New York. She's obtaining her engagement coaching certification from Anne Arundel Community College. That's where we met. And she's looking forward to a lifetime of empowering connections. And I I feel like you're already living that life, Erica. What do you think? Thank you for saying that, Carrie. Yeah. I hope so. I do I do too though. Yeah, I I def if, if you're not doing it outside the class, you're definitely doing a heck of a lot of it in the classes. So I'm having a good time connecting with people in the classes. It's true though. Yeah, it's it's been it's amazing how I feel like sometimes Eric, I feel like, well, I'm I'm probably getting just too old and set in my ways to meet new friends. And then I do something like these coaching classes and I'm like, these are my people. Like, how can I be so connected to a group of people so quickly? <laughs> okay I love that you said that because I was just like oh I'm too old to make friends you know (laughs) but no I really think that um I've been fine like there's a community that's happening a connection the community is happening in this class in these classes so yeah it's it's really powerful and it's I have to say too Erica it feels refreshing and affirming in some ways because sometimes I mean I have don't get me wrong I have great friends and I have some good colleagues it's just nice to know that like people that you didn't know from anywhere else, like 
get what you're talking about. And it's not because they know you, it's because they get what you're talking about. The word affirming resonates because literally mm. wrote that down today because it's true. When people that you don't know, strangers are telling you that you're good at this thing yeah. and you know, you're, you're clear, you're making sense and you're helping them through something. It's like, maybe I am. Yeah. You know, you're not sure about the family and the friends. It's like, are, <laughs> it's they, are they being authentic? Are they really <laughs> true? Are they just going to be nice to me? So they hear it from someone else outside of that circle. Yeah, it is affirming. Perfectly. That's cool. Yeah, it sounded like when you were talking, Erica, about your family, I can totally resonate. And it sounded like you had a little saboteur jumping on your shoulder right there about that. <laughs> That's so true because I am not sure. Now, let me be clear there are mm-hmm. certain family members. I absolutely know that they will tell me the truth. <laughs> I absolutely know. Yeah. But then sometimes I don't know. Like, are you just, you know, are you just saying this to be mm-hmm. nice? Do you really think? I mean, for years, people would tell me, you should become a life coach. And I always had kind of like a, no, you know, response. Yeah. But that was the saboteur, I guess you can say. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I totally agree. So, all right. So if you don't mind, I'm going to jump into some of these questions I had sort of teed up for you. And as I've said to our audience before, we have a set of questions, but, you know, Eric and I are going to just see where it takes us, which is, which is part of the fun for me. So great. Great. So I'm asking everybody, Erica, because I'm partly just really curious, and I don't think this has come up in our conversations in class. Um, what was your first experience with coaching, whether it was formal or informal? What did that look like for you? Definitely informal. Mm-hmm. I just always been that friend. There's one friend that is the listener and she's listening intently and she's asking questions and she's generally curious. I was that friend that would be generally curious. Mm-hmm. and literally want the best um, for my friends. So, you know, the empathy was there. I think that would be my first, you know, impact or meeting of the idea of coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say coaching, because I feel like, um, well, I can only speak for myself, but I think um, when I've told people I'm, I'm interested in coaching or showing up coach, like I get mixed reactions. You know, some people are like sort of, I mean, they're nice about it, but they're sort of eye roll, you know, like really, why would I need a coach? And the other people are like, yeah. So I just want to clarify for the audience, when you say coaching, like, what does that mean to you and for you, that term coaching? You know, so that's, that's great because I kind of would be that person with the eye roll. (laughs) I was her like, oh, you want to coach? And I've had people, you know, tell me, you know, about coaching and you should Mm -hmm. be coach and tell me that. I should get coached and, and I would show up with the eye roll. But the mm-hmm. idea of coaching to me now is so different. It really means like partnership, mm-hmm. like in a conversation with someone. And I, that's my kind of coaching, conversational coaching. So it's like partnership is co-creating. Like you have a, a person who, who really wants what you want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like getting to find out, oh, what's the topic? What do you want to go with this? And then a, a person on the other end who really wants the best for you as well. And I think mm. that's my idea of having like a coach, mm. someone who wants the thing that I want for myself and is going to help me figure out how to get it um, and, or help me clarify, you know, what I want, right? Because I think most of the time we're not re- really clear on it. No, so, definitely not. Yeah. So when I think of coaching, that's what I think of it now. Like, I love the idea that I have a partnership with someone and they are invested mm. in that session time with whatever the topic is that, um, they want to discuss or I, I want to discuss. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I have to say when you said co-construct for some reason that just like you were saying earlier about um, a firm co-construct is like a word that's been in my mind lately. And I just love, and I can, for the audience, I can attest because I've been in those triads with Erica and she's definitely right there with you co-constructing, which is, I love the partnership, the co-construct that really that feels good to me when you think about coaching for sure. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I have to admit, I was, I appreciate that you're being honest, Erica. I would say probably at least 10 or 12 years ago when I heard people ha- getting life coach, like life coach was like the big thing. And I would yeah. be like, really life coach? Like who needs a life coach? Like it's, I, I, I would say things like, you know, they just have too much money. They can just spend it on life coaches. <laughs> so. 
So I was right there with you wondering what that thing was. So <laughs> it's so much so that the, the, the title had to be different for me to even consider mm. it. It's engagement coaching. So yes. the idea of engaging and coaching someone, it, it really resonates with me a lot more. That's right. The idea because the life coach kind of like is too broad. Mm-hmm. My life is so different from other people's. And I don't know that many people my age who have gone through some of the experiences I have. So it's like the idea of a random person I mean I'm sure listen I'm sure there are tons of people that can like come and coach and make my life a lot better but the idea at the time didn't yeah 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 I get it it tastes we're all learning right at the time that's right it's it's definitely a journey and that's such a good segue because I was also curious um you know you talked about being that friend and I can I can totally see that because I still think you're that friend who's listening on the Uh edge of their sheet seat and asking good questions so how did you move or how do you continue to move maybe from being sort of that friend to, to really, okay, now I want to take classes. Cause that's, that's different. I mean, it's similar, but it's definitely an active step towards something. So. Yeah. I, very good question. I think really, I just wanted to get better at it. Mm. The, um, the pandemic really showed for a time where people were nervous and scared. And I had been working, I'm currently working on myself and lots of self-help and lots of, uh, you know, lots of uh, books and things like mm-hmm. that. So it's like when people would call me, I'd be quoting something, um, you know, I'd read a passage to them or I'd send them a video or something that I heard. I really just wanted to get better. I wanted to like, not necessarily solve the problem, but at least feel like something within that conversation really took her, took the person, him or her from, fear or sadness mm. to a transition of faith in some way. And the idea of engagement coaching, um, it came to me so so divinely out of the blue, where I was just like, when I looked up, looked it up and found out more about it, I was like, let me look more into this. And the more I found out about it, this particular co-active coaching model is what sold mm. me. The idea that there's no hierarchy. There's no like, oh, you're up here and I'm down here. It's just like, we're all on an even plane. And we're at powerful questions are leading this, you know, exercises, co, co, uh, learning your core values are, are really leading this. And I was just like, I think I, I like this. I like the idea that I'd be helping people through, um, exposing them to new exercises that teach them mm-hmm. about themselves, that self-awareness. And it, the answer is not with me. Like, you know, I think that's the other thing I was creating like codependent relationships. People needed to talk to me in order mm. to get something and I really was like in a place where I was realizing and finding out that the answer is not within another person or I'm not going to get it. The person can help me get that answer, but I, I ultimately have to come to that decision or, you know, the idea. And I really wanted other people to understand that too. It's not like what Erica thinks. It's like, what do you think about this? What's important to this about this to you? And, um, when I started to find, you know, do more research and also mm-hmm. got involved in the class, the first class engaged, sold me. Yeah. <laughs> sold me. My husband and I, we usually have a little bit of a back and forth. And that first night um, after the class, I literally just hit him with some powerful questions. Oh, that's and, awesome. and the, um, it was over in 15 minutes. It was like <laughs> there was no fight. There was no back and forth. There was no hour long, everything everything was finished and, and, and clarity. Everybody, everybody was happy at the end. I was like, this works. Mm. Oh, that's it's nice. Real. That's <laughs> nice. I'm curious, Erica, listening to you talk. I, th- I think I have a sense of this response. You might have just because I've had a chance to work with you, but I, I want to ask you anyway. And that is, was that a, a difficult sort of transition for you? And what I mean by that is, you know, we're often sort of trained to be knowers to be advice givers and mentors. And I have found with my own clients, I actually have to spend the first 10 or 15 minutes talking about how I'm not here to give you advice. I'm not. So like, what was that? What was that part like for you? Yeah, there is, there is some kind of resistance for me. Cause I think people want you to give them the answer. Yes. (laughs) Right. And, um, so I would find a lot of time saying, you know, what do you think? Or what would mm-hmm. you do? And, that, and and truthfully, I also, if someone knows more than I know, I want to know what they would have done. I truthfully want to know, right? I want to yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I like I make everybody a mentor. If you know more than me, I'm like, <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. So Amen. I get that part. Yeah. But um, the part where I really want the person to learn to trust themselves, mm-hmm. it really had to be like what my intention was too, as the as the coach. Mm-hmm. I do want the person to trust me as well. Like trust mm-hmm. me because I'm here and I want you to want the best for yourself. But I want you to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's been it's been a transition. I won't say that it's been easy every time. I get a lot of pushback. Mm. So those were the conversations, the coaching moments may not be as fun, you know, because yeah. there is a little bit of pushback from the person who's like, I don't know. I don't answer those questions. I don't think about <laughs> those things. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I challenge them to push past it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think our our instructors would say that if we had to give advice, we'd be working too hard, right? We're, we're supposed to not work so hard as coach. I think you may have just sent that podcast for Brene Brown and she was uh, featuring someone else. But that quote in there, I don't know if he said it or she said it. She said, advice is the sunny side of control. Oh, and yeah. What? It was a gut punch. Just like, great. Yeah. yeah. The, what's he, great. he calls it like the advice trap, I think. Yeah. 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 So like, true. That's so true. And so now when I, I'm finding myself to fix myself if it's in a coaching session, because mm-hmm. I do think there are conversations oh, where sure. you're going to tell the person, please don't do that. Like that's, <laughs> I, that's, that's not in your, in service to you. Please, yeah. yeah. Think, what, what, what else could we do? Other than yeah. That? That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm curious because different folks that are coming on the podcast this summer are are in diff, are either on different journeys or just different legs of the journey, however you want to sort of view that metaphor. And I'm wondering, Erica, what are you thinking about or what are you doing with respect to your own coaching and those skills? You know, are you planning to sort of, you know, go officially to be coach Erica or is, are you just showing up? Not just, but are you planning to show up coach? Like, like, what are you, what's, what are you thinking about today on, on that front? So that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, overall, I have been thinking about this since the beginning. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's more like what people want from me versus what I want from me. Cause mm. I've been hearing this for a long time that you should do this and you should do that. And I've even had people tell me, this is what you should charge and you should do this for 30 oh. minutes. And it's more like, I have always, one, I, I think this is um, serving me in a way that I want to be better at showing up coach like in every area of my life, really in, in conversations. I do want to be known as that friend that you can talk to and um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel of that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I want to I have that reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to, so I want to, I want to talk to people. I want to have that, that relationship with people and, and make a difference and impact in some way in everyone that I talk, talk to. It could be a stranger in the street, mm-hmm. whatever conversation. Um, I always saw myself working with young people, teenagers, mm-hmm. young adults in a capacity where um, I would start like some sort of enrichment program. And um, I even have the name of the enrichment program. I had, um, uh, Anton challenged me to really write it all out and get it Ooh, on paper and it's okay. all fleshed out, which is wonderful. That's been a, a great part of the class. Oh, and, cool. and for me, that would be part of um, the ideal to see this in an enrichment program with, where the kids are able to uh, get some coaching, learn some things about themselves, core values and that, such of that. And also mm. like job, uh, job readiness in the capacity of learning how to speak to people um, and, and any you know, any highbrow society, low brow, whatever the, mm-hmm. the situation. And, and also just um, maybe like intra, uh, entrepreneurship. So it's really a program-based idea from that I'm having right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with it. Wherever these skills decide to take me, I'm willing to like walk in that direction if it's a positive direction. Yeah, that, that yeah. sounds amazing. So in your current vision of this program, is it something that would it be like a school-based program or like Always where are you saying like it's it? in a school? I okay. Used to, I used to work with a nonprofit in Brooklyn and I loved how they were based inside of the school. So they had mm. like immediate access to the teenagers. And I mean, and it doesn't have, my daughter is always like, why does it have to be teenagers? She's 11. So she's like, well, you should do this program. She's literally like fleshed this program out Aww. with me. You should do this program with, with young people too. So I, yeah. I mean, wherever that takes me, but the idea was always preparation for the world. And mm. um, I don't know about you. I'm going to ask you, well, 
you're asking. Go ahead. Questions. You can ask. You can so ask. The question for me, I'm going to say, like, as a coach, I always, I'm coaching because from a place of where I would have loved to have mm. someone make a difference in my life, right? Mm-hmm. So preparation is a big thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that if I was prepared earlier on, maybe with conversations in the beginning or um, just questions, having had these powerful questions asked to me so I mm-hmm. could be self-aware, that would have, like, served me so well. And mm. I guess the question would be, like, what's your purpose of, of coaching? What, where, where did that come from for you? But we can answer that later. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good question. I would say, I think similarly, I don't know that I would call it preparation, but I think it would, I think it ultimately would have prepared me. So it's sort of in that wheelhouse, but I feel like you, Erica, I think as a young person, I had lots of things swirling and questions in my own head. And I think just having a coach or someone showing up coach, like asking me those questions would have just prompted really interesting conversations. Um, I just had lots of questions around about my world and about myself and wasn't always sure. I mean, you know, young people don't always have the language to articulate things. And so, um, yeah, I think it would have been nice. I agree. So I think I'm also like you a bit motivated by really wanting to, I don't know, if I'm being, and I don't want to make this all about me, but like you asked me this question, I think I, I really want to be that person that can lean in for somebody when they're just in this like mound of discomfort. And I'd be like, I always say to my students, like, I've got you. Right. And I just want like people to feel that like, that's, I think everybody should have a right to that. Like I've got you. And learning that intention, um, Carrie, it's like, it's so, it's so important. Like for me, if I would, if I were looking for a coach, that's what I would look for. I would want to know what, what's at the heart of it for you. So you're mm-hmm. saying that I want to, you're saying I want to be there for you. You know, what do you need? Mm-hmm. I, I want a coach who wants to, who cares about what I need versus yeah. um, who cares about like, you know, sometimes I go, I can't get fixated with the questions or I can't get fixated with the exercises because the connection is more important to me. Mm, like, did amen. I connect with the person? Did I hear you? Were you, did you feel heard? You know, like, do I do, were you able to express yourself in a safe space? Like those mm-hmm. things are super important to me mm-hmm. more than the perfectness of, yep. you know, did I form the question right? Or, you know, totally. I completely agree. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to ask you about the program. No, it's fine. I love, I love these kinds of conversations. So don't, don't ever, ever apologize. Your, your program sounds really cool. And I think, um, and yeah, I would love to, I would love for that to be a real thing in the future for sure. Yeah. It's it's great. And working with Anton, man, that's the first step. I'm sure he had you doing some radical action. It was, it was radical. Actually that was radical action. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, That's very cool. So I'm curious, you know, you've talked about this in school program and we've talked more, more specifically about our own sort of experiences with coaching for, for listeners who are still really hearing about coaching for the first or second time and learning, what's your sense, Erica, on like, when do you, when's the right time to like seek out a coach and like, yeah, what should they ask and what should they be looking for? I guess. You know why this is so important because the time when you have questions and you need like, you need a, a partner or you just can't get to it on your own you can't Mm-mm. find the answer on your own right the the part that is important to that is how do you find that person right like <laughs> yes. we're all looking for that person to yes. share something intimate with and the person is going to um not judge you mm-hmm. right and offer you a safe space right mm-hmm. and this is what's so great about this engagement coaching class because they literally teach you these values up front mm-hmm. um, However, where do you, you know, how do you find that, right? So, I mean, for me, if I were um, looking for a coach, I would kind of have to interview them a little bit mm-hmm. first because mm-hmm. I'm such a glass half full person that <laughs> I need you to be a little glass half full also, you know? Yeah. However, there might be a person who doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. They are very strict, unrealist, and don't like glass mm-hmm. half full people. I've mm-hmm. met those people too. They're realists. I'm two rainbows and, and, and candy, cotton, cotton candy for them. Yeah. And I, I like, I completely respect that mm-hmm. because I am always going to 
um, kind of be, you know, you know, nudging you along to a place where what's ideal for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really want to stay in a place where we're both contained and not, you know, fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So it's really, that's a good question. It's really, and Alex, he says, what, Alex, you, you coach, mm-hmm. coach person, Alex, yeah. right? But he was saying, what is the person's intention? Mm-hmm. What is the person's intention? Um, right. And I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Right. I agree. So I think like if your intention is what, what do you need? What do you need? Right. What are you looking for? Are you looking for a place to vent? Are you looking for a place Mm. to move forward? Are you stuck and you want, you want someone to help you move forward? Mm -hmm. Um, Also that I, that uh, difference between therapy versus mentoring. Mm. That was so important to me to understand too, like thing in the past is, you know, more therapy, but also are, can we, can we transition, right? Yes. Like if the past is, is transitional, like we can take the transition to the mm-hmm. present or the future. You can, you, you can have a coach then, you know? Absolutely. Like look for a coach at that point, but yeah. Where do you find them? Yeah, right. That's a, yeah. Good, that's a good question. I love yeah, that. no, I like your, that's a really good tidbit for the listeners to sort of ask themselves, you know, speaking of powerful questions, what what's your intention, right? To really think about, because yeah, I think it matters what your intention is and what your goals are. I also wondered, um, one thing I was thinking about Erica is I, I feel like we often seek out the resources when we're sort of at a low point, however you define that low point. And, and I would almost challenge our listeners to go get a coach when they think they don't need one. (sighs) Right. Like, <laughs> that's a good point, right? That's a good point. Right before the tank is empty. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Point. Yeah. Well, I also think the funny thing is, and I wonder if this ever ha- happened to you, Erica, in one in our classes for folks who haven't taken a course like this. Um, I think one of the lovely benefits of taking this is not only are you learning the skills, but like I get to get coached by folks like Erica, which is like it's a gift. It's a crazy, crazy gift. And I think sometimes I would show up and I'm like, I don't need coaching tonight. I had a good day. And then all of a sudden I'm like being coached by Eric and I'm like, Whoa, look at all this stuff that just came up. And it's well, crazy. first, thank you for even saying that, but no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> the, the best part of this class for me is the application. Like yeah. you're like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to learn this today. This is what it looks like. Okay. They literally kick you out the next and see if you can Bye-bye. fly. <laughs> I was like, wow. At the first week I was, that was causing me such anxiety. Oh, thank you for saying oh that. I was God. like the first two or so three classes. I was like, what are they going to make us do tonight? Oh my gosh. Oh, but, but then somewhere along, like maybe the third or fourth class, I was like, wow, I have wings. Yes. Like, you oh, know what I mean? Like this yeah. matter, that was really like a big, like pivotal moment for me. Mm. Cause I'm like, Oh wait, this does resonate with me. Not just that the client likes it. Right. But yeah. I like it. Like there's something happening in my heart here. Yes. That feels really good about this. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I love that you said you got had wings. I love that visual. That's definitely because those first couple of nights. Oh my god! I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to class because I'm going to have to strangers, right? <laughs> so immediately you're like, but I really appreciate the first couple exercises. They talked about judgment. Yeah. And I think I got it. It kind of cleared the ear right away. Like mm-hmm. that's not that's not um accepted. Not not so much accepted, but that's not what we need here. Yeah, definitely not. I think the second night I was there, because the classes that Eric and I have been taking, they have co-instructors and then they have assistants who are, who are either taking the classes or certified or training wherever they on their journey. And I think the second night, Erica, I got paired with one of the assistants and I was like, that feels like the ultimate, like, Oh, the expert. (laughs) It it, it was right. Because it kind of like correcting you on the fly. Yeah. Oh, Oh. I mean, it took me all the way from the, um, um, class one to class now to say that there to give myself grace, Mm. there's really no way. And just the the person that I am who kind of like needs to try at a thing. Yeah. There's really no way that I'm going to just be up. 100% 100% perfect, like the out the gate. And if I am, I'm just like, yes, look at me. But guess what? That that was kind of like a lucky moment because it's not, not you know, yeah. practice is literally everything. It's 
It is. I appreciate that they make us practice right away, but yeah, the beginning, the pressure was on for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other, yeah, I know. (laughs) I think the other thing I would say to remind our listeners, I haven't done this very much, Erica, so I would love to hear your experience. What, um, coach Jen reminded us of the other night was that, um, and actually some of our classmates is we should also be coached on our celebrations. Like coaching isn't just for being stuck or being in a bad place or wanting to change jobs. Like it's also tapping into the energy associated with celebrations and the wisdom. So I'm wondering, have you had any coaching around sort of the the positives? So, so I'm a natural born cheerleader for everyone. And and to the point where my, um, my feedback is (laughs) (laughs) self-managed for for sure. And you know what? It's absolutely true because I'm a, I'm a, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. I am the, I mean, like self-managed for sure. But um, celebration, not necessarily, not for me, but I think I'm a natural celebrator of people. Mm. So when yeah. someone took a risk or, or, or tried something, I'm so happy for them as if I know them personally or mm. have been, or took the risk myself, but no, not necessarily coach on yeah. my own, like celebrating my own things. How about you? Have you been close on? I don't, I don't think I have. I think you and I were in one of the triads where they put us in threes. And I feel like I remember you asking someone else, what are you celebrating? I feel like you might've asked someone. I I remember Um, that was our private pod session maybe. Yeah, it might've, it might've been. Yeah. With, with, um, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, It might've been. So yeah. Yeah. That was fun. so, So many emotions were Yes. In the air. Yes, they were. That's right. I do remember. So, so speaking of coaching sessions, I'm wondering, Erica, in, you know, across the three courses and maybe outside of the course, do you have a favorite, what's your favorite coaching skill? Oh, so, so far the powerful questions are definitely, Mm. I think every day, you know, but if I had to add like, and and now I'm like, which one of the skills? (laughs) I really love intuition because I feel like Mm. you start to get a little tingly, but Mm. I think learning the core values or doing core values with people has, has, has to be it so far because Mm. I get so many ahas and that, um, the, that core value exercise transitions to conversations Mm. later and later and later. Mm. What, you know, so if I haven't done core values with someone and when I do it, it's like, the next seven conversations can literally, literally tap into. So how does that fit into your core values? Core values. I mean, yeah, that one probably has to be my favorite because it taught me so much about myself in, in that one exercise. The yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think after we did that in class, I was, cause I've been an educator for a while and I was like, why am I not doing this with my students at the start of every single semester? Like they should legitimately know their core values. And how this fits in with them. How, yeah. how, how about, so do you feel core values? Well, what do you feel was your? The- uh, my favorite? Oh, there's so many, Erica. It's so hard. I know. Um, I know. It's so, so hard. Um, I have to say, I definitely like the core values. Intuition is one of my favorites. Um, I don't know. I, I like, you know, what question I like that we did? I feel like we did it a couple of nights ago. The, um, the stuck one. What have you, what have you not done? What is that? What is something you've wanted to do, but haven't done or has oh, something's gotten in your fun. way? I, I kind of liked that one sort of trying to help someone move either not help them move but like notice where they are and then sort of decide what they want to do do. about noticing that um I kind of like that I'm loving many of the questions this is just giving me um this class is just giving me like a ammunition Mm. you know like I feel like I have a whole box of ammunition now like I know what do I pull out on this person. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I totally feel, feel that way. It's a whole new, I've been calling it a toolbox, a whole yes. new box of tools. I think that was what the, um, what I was trying to get at, but ammunition came. Yeah. So. I knew what you meant. It was <laughs> t- I have to say, Erica, the other activity I really liked that we did, I felt at least for me was like, sort of like threw me back or threw me for a loop was the 2%. Do you oh. remember that night she gave us like, Jen gave us like, a yes. set of different 
yes. terms or phrases and we had to pick and then pick the 2% of that. Yeah. And I was like, no, what? there can't be any good in that thing. <laughs> what did you get out of that? What? Oh, I just think it, I think it just made, I mean, I've always believed in gray, not black and white. Like I've never been an either, or I'm a yes. And, mm-hmm. and it just solidified for me how complicated and complex everything is. Even if you think it's like, well, you're either on this side of that. I'm like, nope, you're probably not like there's something in there. So there's so many layers to Ugh, every topic, right? So many, so many. And even if you take like, there could be so many layers here and then you move that thing into another space and there's so many layers, but now they're different layers because of that space. So yeah. Like another reason that if you had a coach that you could talk to these things, mm. talk about these things with, it would be great, right? But I mean, the other thing is that if you don't have a coach, this is why talking to me is always so empowering. I use the word empowering because I want you to know that if you can't get in touch with me, mm-hmm. you can tap into yourself. Mm. But what should I ask myself about this? Or what can I, or, or if you want to pretend that we're having a conversation, what would Erica ask me? But it's yes. always, it always comes back to like, what do you think about mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Even when I would love, like, I know that um, Jen said that we can tap into the coaching community. Have you done that? I have not done that yet. I have and not. I, I thought about it the other day. Like, I would love to do that, but I don't know what's stopping me, to be honest. But I'm like, hmm. what? Yeah, right? Like, what's yeah. stopping me from doing that, right? <laughs> what's getting in your way, Erica? <laughs> right? right? Uh, it's it's probably just the not, the, the you know how, like, the knowing how to. Yeah. Yeah. Away. I mean, then you find out it's super easy and you're like, yeah, Why? totally. It's like, yeah. like weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it is. We do. We do. We are lucky because not only do we get these classes and these great instructors, but now I feel like we have this whole, like, I don't know, bowl of beautiful resources in our, in our peers, which is so cool. Yeah. So yeah. I need to tap into them more. Oh yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah. Def- I, I think that's true. We should. That's a good, good reminder. So the last question I have to ask, since I asked you about your favorite, I'm also curious, what do you think's hard about coaching? Yeah. So hard about coaching. So when I think about coaching, I always think about the conversation. So what was mm-hmm. hard about the conversation? Mm-hmm. So the conversation. Um, so, and I have, I'll say a client that I was talking to and she asked me, so I, I was like, you know, because this person would not show up, they were like inconsistent. So I was like, um, let's design a relationship, right? And I was like, what do you need from me? And then she told me that she what she needs from me. And then she says, what about you? What do you need from me? Mm-hmm. And I, said, I just need you to show up for yourself. And she's like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, just if you say you're going to do something, like actually show up and, and do the thing you said you're going to do, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily for me. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm showing up for Erica. No, show up for yourself. Like you said, you're going to be there at two, show up at two. Um, and so the so what would be hard is if our design relationship was mm. like honored. Mm-hmm. So that would be hard about it. And also maybe if you ever had a conversation with someone and you just wished the conversation went better, like mm. wish the person yeah. saw the potential yes. or the insight <laughs> that this person, right? You see this, all of this. And I think this is where coaching comes in for me because I would see all of the potential and positive and good things that the person wasn't seeing. And I wasn't able to help them get to, to see that. Right. I, they, I couldn't help them. And coaching is really helping me get to a place where I can offer questions because my opinion, right. It doesn't really help sometimes if the person doesn't believe it. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like we were saying earlier, if we don't really like, is this true? Is the person being authentic? Are they just being nice? Mm-hmm. The questions would lead them to um, answer, answer it on their own. Not what I'm saying or what I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I find that to be tough too. Cause I, I really, some in those moments that you just described, in fact, I had one this week. I really have to make sure I don't put my advice hat on. Like I, every ounce of my being wants to give the person advice and, and I have to remember to stay unattached. Right. Which is another skill in coaching. And maybe they're just not ready 
to see it, hear it, notice it, whatever it is, but I have to go on. It's not my journey. It's their journey. Um, yeah. And at coach, coach Alex, he, he, I interviewed him, um, a little bit ago. Um, I don't know. Have you been in a like triad oh, yes. with him yeah. with Alex and it's magical. Mystical. Yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty amazing. I've loved getting to know him as well. And he reminded me, which was so powerful that like, sometimes those feelings of needing to move the client is more about our own need for like checking a box to say, yep, we did this. And I've been, I keep checking in with myself and saying, why, you know, what is it that you, what is it about this that you need that person to cross this finish line? Like, it's not about them. It's about you. So, so um, yeah. So nowadays after a session, I don't ask myself, did the, did the situation get resolved or mm. I ask myself, did the person feel heard? Was mm. there a connection? Did, yeah. Did the, you know, did we, did we like tackle a topic that meant something to them and, and really dive into it where they felt, because sometimes I think, I, I know for me, I don't necessarily need someone to solve it for me or, mm. or the subject, the subject matter can't be solved. Yeah. I kind of just need companionship while I'm going through it. And I just need positive companionship like yep. someone who's who can say it's gonna be okay like who yep. can see the light at the end of the tunnel with me mm. so um keeping that in mind these days is not always like a re- like result oriented mm. although I will say <laughs> I will say this if someone called me with a level four energy the vibration is on a three four one two three four my agenda in my spirit is just like by the end of this conversation, they'll be at a six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I do want that. That I yeah. do want that. But I, yeah. but I'll take if they feel heard and if they feel um, yeah. that um, I was present with them. Oh, yeah. you asked me what was my favorite. Yeah, my favorite is presence. Oh yes. They, does that the makes sense. Feel like I was with them. Yeah, that I was there with them, and mm. I think also that is what I need the most too. Like. Sometimes I don't need you to solve it. I need you to be present and be positive with me as I'm going through it. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's so that's such a nice, like the way you articulated that made me think so much about when we think about advice, when I think about advice I've received and coaching in which I participated, it's not about like solving something. Cause like I've been in advice conversations where they think they've solved it. And I've left that conversation just like so disgusted and annoyed. And I can leave a coaching, you know, conversation where nothing has been solved. And I feel so heard and noticed and uplift. Isn't it funny? Right. How it's not about giving me no. an answer really. No. No. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's about this, the, um, Maybe the feelings moment. I think a lot of the people in this class, like the community, we are like connection oriented people. Yes. I think that we're like literally just happy to be in the room with other connectors. Like, I think that's true. I think that's true. I think also, I mean, if I, I mean, my listeners already know this, that I founded this podcast or started it with a, you know, we talked about intention. What's my intention? My intention was to to talk about belonging and talk about community and how to do that, but also to build community. And I think part of the reason for doing these episodes this summer was because I felt that immediately in, in the coaches, in the way that the instructors did the class, the way that we engaged with each other. And I think coaching is just another part of that toolbox, right. For, to, I mean, for me belonging, you know, the definition of belonging is, being able to show up as your authentic self and being seen. And so if you're, if you're present as a coach, Erica, like you said, then you're going, you're doing a heck of a lot for your client in terms of cultivating belonging, which I think that's so powerful. So. And thank you. And Carrie, for you to go the extra mile to create a podcast (laughs) form a community, right? Yeah. speaks measures about what you're doing and what you want to create and what you're already creating because you're mm. already doing it. It's just mm. so, I mean, I've listened to a few of the podcasts um, and I just said, wow, what an important, like this is what, what the topics are very important mm. for inclusion, thank you know, you. and uh, I appreciate it. And, and thank you for inviting me on here. Yes, of course. I was super nervous. Oh, you girl. shouldn't be nervous. 
nervous. You shouldn't <laughs> be nervous. I always like to end interviews just to make sure. Was there anything else you wanted to share with our audience that we didn't touch on during our conversation today? Um, not yet. Not yet. I mean, I look forward to having a platform at some point to say, hey, if you feel like you need someone to be present, contact me. At, yes. I mean, my name is Erica O. Alexander. Find yep. me on social media. But yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, yeah. I want to, I want, at some point, Glimpse Coaching is going to be where okay. people can contact someone. Awesome. Yeah. And when you either when you get that program set up and your daughter has helped you do that, or you get your, your sort of identity worked out and figured out. And there's a place I would love, love, love for you to come back and share it with our listening audience so they can make sure to check, check everything out. That would be great. So I would love that. Thank you so much, Gary. And you're just adding so much value. Your presence Mm. in the classes have been phenomenal. Like that energy of really acceptance and just coming true and authentic. I'm mm. like, I feel it from the screen. Oh, like, we can feel it from the screen. I, I do. I mean, oh, for I, all of those, all of those naysayers out there that say you yeah. can't build connections online. I say you are wrong. <laughs> you are. And listen, I'm a believer now. I wasn't yeah. sure at first either, but for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, so. all right, everybody. Well, this has been another episode of tell me this, the summer of coaching edition. And I just want to sh- Thank Miss Erica Alexandra Alexander for coming on. It has been my absolute pleasure. And I just am really grateful for your generosity of time and, and sharing um, your experiences with coaching. So thanks, Erica. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. Absolutely. Bye, Take everyone. care, everybody. <laughs> Slow down gravity. So sincere. See